your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, new lending rules for mortgages have come into effect this month from our good friends at the Central Bank of Ireland. Ah, yes, that lovely building there where so much happens. And Joanne Madden from First Choice Financial Services in Limerick joins us in the studio, as does Michael O'Connor from O'Connor Murphy Auctioneers. And you're welcome. Good morning to both. Morning. Thank you, Joe. So, explain it to me simply now, Joanne. What are the changes and what impact are they likely to have? Yeah, so I suppose uh, for first-time buyers in particular, they, um, the changes have come into effect in January. They can now borrow four times their income. So previously, they were capped at three and a half times, and now they can borrow four times their income. So say if a couple had a combined income of 50,000, before they could only borrow three and a half times that, which would be at 175. Now they can borrow four times the 50,000, so up to about 200,000 in that example. So I suppose um, it's, it's, it's a welcome change and it's good news. Um, and second time buyers then, they can borrow up to 90% of the purchase price. So previously they had, they were capped at 80% and now they can go up to 90%. Um, so I suppose these rules set the parameters for the lenders from the central bank. But I suppose the lenders also have their own underwriting pr- parameters as well and policies that that will determine how much exactly that they will lend. Right. And do the rules say anything about things like loan to value? Yeah, so the loan to value, so it's still 90% for first-time buyers. And okay. now for second-time buyers, they can also go up to 90%. So previously they were capped at 80% right. for a second-time buyer, but now you can go up to 90 And I don't know if many people are doing this anymore, but the kind of buy-to-let mortgage world? Yeah, that's still 70%. So the, those rules haven't changed. So it's 70% right. for buy-to-let. So there is an active um, buy-to-let market there as well. But I suppose um, landlords and tenants are... Are struggling in that in that market. Well, absolutely, because we were talking yeah. to Threshold, the housing charity, yeah. last week, and they were saying that the, it's one of the big issues for them that the smaller landlord is moving Getting on. Out. They're, yeah. they're selling, and, and some of it is to do with rising interest rates yeah. um, and all of that. So, why did the bank? I mean, they spent the last couple of years clapping themselves on the back up there in the central bank for the rules that they brought in, yeah. and they said this has been successful in, in you know dampening the market, and stopping sit- the situation getting completely out of control. But now they've loosened it. Why? Yeah, I suppose look, it, it did need to be loosened uh, an element because I suppose even previously with the three and a half times, banks did have an ability to go above the three and a half times in exceptional um, circumstances. And I suppose like even with the four times now, so while they have um, amended the, the, the threshold to the four times, it does give buying power, I suppose, a little bit, uh, people a little bit more buying power for first time buyers. Um, but also they do have to also meet the affordability criteria. So it is it's not just a free for all you'll get it you'll get four times um regardless it there is certain criteria and all lenders have different criteria so it is worth talking to a broker as well to just make sure you get the right mortgage fit for you Right. We were chatting to Roisin Healy from the Sunday Times Ireland uh, earlier in the week, Michael, and um, mm. they had their property price guide for the rest of the country outside of Dublin they published mm. on Sunday. And she was saying expected price rises of 5% across Limerick City and mm. County. And uh, as a general point with them, the standard home, whatever that is these days, mm. um, is that is that what you mm. think will happen? I I think they might be a bit optimistic with their 5%, to be honest. Yeah, I, think, I think it could be more around two percent um certainly in the last six months there's definitely with the rise in interest rates um there's definitely be a level off and price increases and i think in limerick as well you have to remember it's all about affordability and i think a lot of the pricing in limerick is kind of nearly touching that level 
Um, and because we'd know, seen fairly rapid escalation over the previous couple of years, we, we didn't did, we? and think, COVID was yeah, interrupted think, it to an extent. I think we have to be realistic as well. I mean, the prices, the, we, we, the, the market crashed in 2010, and it took us nearly ten years. It took us more, nearly ten years to recover from it. And prices had dropped in Ireland by by fifty to sixty percent in some cases. So it was always there was always going to be a spike in prices before it levelled off. But it just took took so long to to take that we we seem to forget that that we were coming from a very low level. I mean, I suppose it, you know. In it's interesting terms, to say that because the revenue commission is now going bonkers over mm. the assessment that they allowed the self-assessment uh, mm. on uh, the property tax. Yeah. And they're now saying, oh, well, we think maybe 360,000 people have undervalued it. Mm. But of course, some of that has to do with the fact that in November 2021, at the point they were being asked, the prices were still significantly lower than they are 18 months later. Yeah, that, that's, in that's realistic so, terms. Yeah, I mean, we, we've had price increase in the last two years of maybe 10 or 12%. So, you know, to be fair to everyone, when you said it is self-assessment, so they, you know, but... Because um, they, they, they expanded the range, didn't yeah. they? So that was one factor. Yes. And then, you know, the 10 or 12% could tip you in could tip you now, next but not absolutely. in November 2021. Absolutely. And it's, it's a, every five years, I think, they look yeah, for absolutely. it to be yeah. So, I mean, as you say, every five years, I mean, that 200,000 euro house now is probably... It's probably worth three fifty, three sixty. You know, there so you it, it, there's definitely a change in that. And but, I but think are you seeing Michael? Because we we had this last week where mm. somebody was suggesting to me that a three bed semi in parts of Limerick City in some of the suburbs, mm. a three bed semi at eleven 1, hundred square feet mm. is going for three hundred eighty thousand euro. Uh, well, certainly a new three-bed semi would be going for €380,000. At 1,100 square feet? Yeah, absolutely. But it, it's, it, if you look at the cost of bills going up as well, that also has affected the prices, you know. Um, so, But you will get houses in Limerick for 250000 as well at 1,100 square feet and maybe even bigger. So it's down to what the, what the, the, the individual wants. There's always been a huge demand in Ireland for new homes. Um, and you could argue there's better value in second hand in some cases, um, but the new does attract the purchaser. Um, right. There's no doubt about it. Because, I mean, to a large degree, then you're dealing with the um, air to heat pumps and they take up half the attic as well. And, you know, it's it's tight now. Well, yeah, I mean, it, some of them don't even have an attic as such that you'd be putting, yes. you wouldn't even put a suitcase into it. But there's no doubt. But uh, look, I mean, I think, I, I think definitely, um, like what we have to try and do is increase supply. I mean, that's the, that's really the, the, at the end, I know it sounds very simple, but it's all about demand and supply. And a lot of the changes that the government have made in recent times, I wouldn't necessarily agree with them. I think they may have uh, a detriment to the market rather than an advantage. Well, I mean, the planning law, I mean, the, um, you know, I mean, the high densities where you've got a, par- a lot of apartments. I mean, you have to you have to fit for purpose. I mean, whether we like it or not, I mean, deal with reality. First time buyers don't want to live in apartments in Limerick right, as a rule. Um, I'm not saying everyone is, is in that case, but they prefer a, a house. But, but it seems as though, and I, I take your point 100% yeah. that that's the cultural yeah. position. Yeah. Seems as though the government strategy is they want identity, they want us building up, and it's for public transport reasons, and that ultimately they'll want us all walking everywhere, and you can forget about your car and, and all of that. They do, but, but they're not taking... Like, is there not a place out in Castle Troy at the moment that is being built, and mm. it doesn't have any parking? 
as part of the development. Yeah, well, so be you know maybe I mean I, and that's, I'm, say, I'm saying that's not right. That's my point. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that the whole d- development. I mean, it look it what it looks to us is that there's there is one rule for Dublin and and, and we've got to we've got to row in with it. Um, I mean, if you we have a, a development site for sale at the moment and there was 185 apartments and 200 houses on it, and because apartments in Limerick are loss making, so who's going to who's going to go on site? So, I mean, that's, you got to deal with reality. I mean, you cannot build an apartment at Limerick prices and make a profit. And the developer's entitled to his, his profit, right. you know. Um, and that's, he'll make, the, at the moment, from one developer I spoke to recently, he told me that he's making, he when he builds apartments, which he has to for the social housing side of it, um, that he's losing about thirty or 40,000 per apartment. So that can't continue. I mean, you've got to be realistic about it. And there has to be a balance in the market. Um, I mean, same with the landlords and tenants. I mean, we always hear about the tenant being evicted, and that I'm totally behind pressure zones and 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 tenancy rights and all that. But if there isn't a balance for the landlord, it's only going to have a negative effect on the tenants' rights because the landlords there's forty percent sales today that are coming to the market are landlords getting out of the market. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, all it's having is it's it's everyone's running scared, and now you have nothing left. So I don't see where the... Where the, where what's, the what's, for what's, you, you yeah, don't see where the, the reason for it. Okay. What's the logic for it? Right. Yeah. Uh, well, we're talking to Michael O'Connor of O'Connor, Murphy Auction News, and Joanne Madden from First Choice Financial Services in Limerick is with us as well. So that's one side, the supply, and then there's the affordability issue, which you now the central bank rules are supposed to help. Mm-hmm. But it sounds as though it could still be out of reach for a lot of people. Especially even yes, as, as soon as yesterday, there was um, the, the, the main banks now are starting to increase their interest rates. Um, and there was an announcement by one of the banks yesterday and the other, um, the other, the three pillar banks have all increased their interest rates and they're, they're probably not finished. And I suppose, look, it's, 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 um, it's so, a feature. And this is interest rates on what? Is on it fixed fix, rates. On fixed rates. Yeah. So it's the fixed rates that they've all increased their interest rates on. So, so that's far. following the ECB, ECB trend. And the market expectation of where fixes, of where interest rates are going to go. So the fixed rates follow those as well. So I suppose, you know, even now, like we're seeing like the, um, the ch- some of the cheapest uh, fixed rates in the markets have gone up by about 1% in the past six months now. So, so ballpark from where to where? So from about uh, the cheapest uh, four-year fixed rate had been 1.9 and now it's 2.9. Okay. Yeah, and that would have been for a green high value um, for your fixed rate. Right. So what happens now? I mean, if someone, you know, is if they're fixed, that's one thing. If they're coming out of fixed, that's another. I mean, can you go to the bank and, you know, say, well, loan to value now is way different than it was when I took out this mortgage and it's worth much more with escalating prices and on the other side, the loan is lower you got to do something for me. And would they just laugh at you, the bank? Or no, so, so, uh, some banks have, have that in their in their products. And some banks, even now, like if you are on either a standard variable rate or coming off a fixed rate, the bank will give you their options. And one of the options might be that you can move on to um, a, a, a tiered uh, lower fix, lower interest rate based on your loan to value, but you will need to provide an updated valuation. So they will advise you of who's on their panel valuers and uh, get a revised valuation in and that'll confirm the value and they'll move you on to their uh, a cheaper rate on, on that right. basis. So. And presumably, you know, where advisors like yourself and mortgage brokers come in is that they can go and negotiate with a series of banks if again you are thinking of switching your mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. So we can review your, um, so if you're coming off a fixed rate or, or if, you're, if you're even in the middle of a fixed rate and you're coming towards the end of it, there might be no cost to break out of it and you could get into a longer fixed rate. Like there is seven and ten year attractive fixed rates out there that you could lock 
lock in um, to a, to still a, a seven or a ten year fixed yeah. rate. And, and would you be telling people to run from their trackers now? Get out, get out. Yeah, like that seems to be the advice. It does depend on your tracker. So um, if you're if you're on a tracker plus less than one percent, um, the advice is now to really have a review of that with your broker and. It is potentially time to to move that onto mm. a fixed. But you're not rate. getting it back, right? So no, the you'll length, never the length, the time you're on the tracker is important, or how exactly. long you've left, because you would assume, looking at the history of the ECB, you know they will go up to a degree. You would probably want to see the historic lows mm. ever again, but they will come down as quickly because yeah, yeah. the the one thing that seems to me to be the case, and I don't know, Michael, do you agree with this or not, mm. is that the ECB will make a big play of you know we're terribly independent and it's all about inflation. But part of their policy is driving Germany and France and Italy into recession this year. Mm. So the idea that like someone in Frankfurt isn't sort of talking to Christine Lagarde and going, listen, Christine, this is all wonderful for you. But look what you're Mm. doing to our economies. Mm. Mm. So will they they reverse policy? Will they just keep jacked it up and say, I couldn't care less. I'm going to keep adding well, half a percent every three months. I, I wouldn't put my hand up and say I'm an expert in that in that side of the thing, but there's certainly the evidence are that they are just jacking it up because it's nearly every, as Joanne would every say, quarter it's, it's every now, quarter it? now. Half a percent, we're not a quarter. About a, an yeah. increase now, you know. We're expecting so. three more, aren't we, in the yeah, next few? Yeah, this year, yeah. So yeah. that two and a half percent at the moment, we're expecting they will top the three percent this year. They'll probably level off at about four percent, um, and we are expecting like that uh, the ECB rate will be about the four percent rate for the next 12 or 18 months. And every time that happens, there's a review among local banks and they might put the fixed up yeah. to chase it or a bit lower but so, so you're you're losing out yeah. and then you're, you have to so this is well a lot of people were fierce clever and did it months ago but you, you know you're looking still at time. do you fix yeah. or what you do but except you will lose the, the existing product yeah. likely unless you go back to variables absolutely but even with the trackers like they stopped being offered in the market back in 2012 or that so a lot of them only have about a 10 year term on it so if you can lock into a five, seven or ten year fixed rate now, it makes sense to do that. I mean, why have we made it so difficult for people to get on the housing ladder? It feels like the generation, you know, that's coming skipped. through now, they, they feel not, like they've been yeah, skipped. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it's, it's almost like they're they're paying for the, the sins that my own generation will say, it, it, and, and there's no doubt about it, isn't it? I mean, um, and I suppose it's going back to as well, as I said there, the, in Limerick, uh, we'll, we can only talk, we'll talk about Limerick, as it, mm. it's, 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 I mean, really, it's only last year that builders have started coming going on site in Limerick. Mm. So there's been 10 years of no building in Limerick. Jeez. Incredible when you think about it's it. On, and if you think of it, at the moment, the the demand, the normal sales in any normal year in Limerick is about fifteen to sixteen hundred houses for the city, city and suburbs. Um, we now need a minimum of two six to three thousand to try and keep up with the present demand, not the demand that has been in the past. We will have. We need roughly six or seven hundred new homes every year. This year we'll probably have maybe three to four hundred max. So we're miles away from from ever we're catching up. It's just snowballing. I mean, it just really is. I know that the government, the, you know, the, you have the first time buyers grant, which is assisting people, which is ten percent of the the value of the property, and you've also got the shared equity scheme uh, for first time buyer, which is helping. Um, but you know, it's it's really it's it, it's difficult to see it's where, tough. where they where they. The, and, yeah, it's about supply and demand. Well, yeah, and it's look, you know? it's an old economic story, yeah. of course. Mm-hmm. But Joanne, I suppose if you're thinking about this, 
it's about a full personal financial review, isn't it? You, you've got to figure out all of your spending, all of your income, and whether, frankly, you can, in overall terms, afford a mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. But I suppose, like, even what we're seeing, a lot of people, like, if they're paying a significant rent, then, like, the lenders are taking that into account and they're saying, yeah, you can afford a mortgage if you've been paying that rent. So, you know, like, I suppose last year, what we've seen, a lot of the, the trend for last year for... Um, for people purchasing was they were in a, a permanent role and it seemed to be the year of the switcher in terms of your occupation so people change jobs when you're on probation a lot of lenders won't allow you to draw down and you have six months of a probation so we saw that was quite a hiccup for a lot of people last year so they changed jobs and they went into a six-month probation and they were after going sale agreed in a property and then they couldn't close the deal because they were in the middle of a probation right so, so you have to be careful of that as well yeah huh? there's every, every every little stumbling block along the way isn't it it's Absolutely. not not easy for people <laughs> Okay, well, listen, thanks for the great advice and the analysis. We appreciate it from both of you and look forward to chatting to you during the year as well. Joanne Madden from First Choice Financial Services in Limerick and Michael O'Connor of O'Connor Murphy Auctioneers here as well. Thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.